You chodes ready? In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The CIA secretly funded the medical experiments through a front in New York City called, of all things, the Society for the Protection of Human Ecology. There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies. We have some problems over here right now. We might have a hijack over here, too. This is a conspiracy indoctrination program. Co-Indoc-Pro. In this broadcast, we will be examining the strange, deranged, unexplained, and unsolved. Some topics will be rooted in conspiracy, others shrouded in mystery. Connections will be made and agendas exposed. So prepare your mind, because the indoctrination begins now. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to episode 30 of The Conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. episode 30. This is like a... You already started. You already ruined it. It's like a milestone. Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) He's so excited over here. He's making bodily noises. Dad noises. Come on. Ugh. Episode 30 of the Conspiracy Indoctrination Program, Co-Indoc Pro. We are your hosts. That is the guy that ruins the episode. I'm Jake. <laughs> I'm the other Jake that didn't ruin it. Yep. Pruitt ruined it. I'm the fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a perfectly clear stomach noise, too. <laughs> Mm, liquid D. Liquid, <laughs> <laughs> liquid death. Not bad. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> D for death. Yeah. Liquid D. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Liquid death. Totally got it. Mm. Totally looks like a can of beer. Kids, you look, if you... You if look you, cool drinking. Yeah, kids, if you want to look cool in front of your other friends, like they think that you're drinking a tall boy, you just pick up some liquid death severed lime. Looks like, good? A, looks like an O'Doul's or something. <laughs> <laughs> O'Doul rules. O'Doul rules. Yeah, pretty good. Shit. Ah, tastes like lime, too. Wasn't a lime, wasn't lime. Anyway, we're back. Uh, episode 30. This week's episode is brought to you by Jake's wife's brother, who made us some, or made you guys. I don't need it. Made her... Some candied salmon. Candied salmon jerky. Luke and I got to partake. Shit was good. Pretty damn good, man. I'll just almost had to take my shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) Skins, dog. Why is Luke taking his shirt off? Don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Something in the salmon. (laughs) Must be all that. uh, What's the stuff that's in the water? Mercury. It's all that mercury. If you're in Detroit. Detroit. In the hood. Anyway. Right. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate that. Thank you for the yummy salmon stuff. Um, I have a reaction from last week's episode that I need to bring up before we go any further. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
I mentioned um, that we were <clears throat> willing to take any beef sticks. Uh oh. Um, as a gift, <laughs> that is not true. We will not take any beef stick. We will take everything but the tacky's beef sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are hot, dog. I, I wouldn't even attempt it. Yep. I ate one on the way over. We'll probably be taking a break so I can run down to Home Depot. <laughs> Just I heard they got great bathrooms. Yeah, I heard that from somebody. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's too hot for me. I'm, and I like hot food. But uh, that was a yeah. little bit too much, guys. So no tackies flavored. According to Jake, they're being discontinued anyway. So ipso facto, we don't need it. Licensing dog. Yep. That's what happens when it's Cattleman's true. Cut says no more. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's but they, they weren't as hot as those ones that we had the old trapper jalapeno deli sticks, right? Oh, those are those are child's play. Yeah, because I could handle those, and I'm not. Yeah, no, these shit. are way hot. Like they were hot. It was like eating a tacky's. Little... I've never had one of those. Excuse me. Yeah, they're pretty hot. I just read the episode <laughs> later. I steer clear of hot shit. So yeah, I can tell. I don't even like the <laughs> smell of takis. Mm. Like, Is it like I gotta be in the mood? I got to be in the mood. I, I think they're good. You know what's good is the Takis flavor. Takis or Takis? I have no clue. T-A-K-I-S. So ipso facto. <laughs> wherever the fuck you're from. Yeah. You'll tomato, tomato. Yeah. You'll pronounce it wherever the fuck you're um, But the sunflower seeds version of those are awesome. Hmm. Off the hook. Huh. Oh, yeah. Didn't even know they made those. Mm. Yeah. They're good. They need to make a chili cheese Frito sunflower seed flavor. That would be good, that too. That would be perf. Mm -hmm. That would be good. Well, we're not sure how many episodes we're going to have left on on this, guys. This, uh, this podcast, don't know how much longer it's going to last because, um, according to Biden, Armageddon may be coming. So Here we go, dog. Just to let everybody know, yeah. could be soon. <laughs> can't wait yeah well and then you've got all these public health like <clears throat> awareness pr programs that are talking about how to survive yeah how it's hot flashes and burned skin and mm. like they're, they're prepping people and the hhs bought almost 400 million dollars worth of nuclear uh <laughs> Nuclear, uh, uh, or like radiation poison mm -hmm. med medicine yeah. that was like just uh, God, what was it like? Got approved yeah. last year. Yeah, Weird. so pre-planned. Oh, mm -hmm. pretty soon it'll be go get your nuclear uh, vaccines down at Fred Meyer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have them now. Check out that they guy; work. he's glowing. <laughs> yeah. They work. And then six yeah. months later, yeah, we knew it wasn't going to work. Yeah. You need your booster. Was it like... You know what's funny? <clears throat> I was listening to William Ramsey. And I don't know if he knows this, because he probably doesn't listen to his own episodes. But you know how he's got... He's 
he does the um, monetized thing, so they add all the commercials and stuff. Have you listened to his podcast recently? Mm-hmm. I've and, been listening to his one on on the uh, what does he call it? The bio warfare yeah. or something like that. But did you hear all of the ads for the California COVID booster mm-hmm. that keep popping up? Yeah, it's like a song. Get boosted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's on his channel, and he's like, is not about the, he's not about the vaccine. So it's just funny because I'm sure that that some AI just dicking with him. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing uh, or reading some story about uh, Jamie Jasta from Hatebreed. Somebody was like streaming, like you know, one of the albums or something, and a commercial popped up for some sort of political leaning and this person posted, well, I'm never listening to hate breed again. And it's like, then Jamie Jasta came out and was like, dude, we have no control yeah. over any commercials. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like, people are like ignorant dog. Yeah. It would have been hilarious if it was an ad for fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> down to just trying to think what are those black cat but mm-hmm. yeah black cat firecrackers remember the it used to be i don't know if it's still called it but it was like rocky mountain fur and fireworks out in caldwell <laughs> fur. you go get a fur coat yeah they just had like fur pelts and shit in That's there awesome. and then oh and we have fireworks, fireworks. Yeah. And you can get yourself a coon skin Daniel Boone hat <laughs> and some M80s. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Well, what do you want? You want? Do you want some pelts or some fireworks? Oh, boys, bring the ladies. They can look at the furs, <laughs> and you bring. Yeah. <laughs> come buy the explosives. That's awesome. Goes right back to the old uh, fur trapper days, right there. Come in and get some explosives. Trade in your furs. Yep. Old trapper. Old trapper. Ot dog. Old T's money. So uh, last week's episode got us a couple opinions, <laughs> FYI, just saying. Um, so we shook the tree a little bit, got hit up by two different people. Both of them are engineers, and they both had different takes. Ooh. One engineer said that spacesuits are fake and that they would never work. And then the other engineer said that they would probably work. Hmm. So... Guess we will never know. Nope. Battle of the Engineers. Have them Let's on. Let's do it. Yeah. Have them on. Yeah. Debate. Debate. No, it's going to be like a celebrity death match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. both know jujitsu, so it'll be great. We'll oh, just so move the microphones off to the side here and we'll just watch it. Do we need to get like, we need to go to the route of having cameras now? GoPros? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll videotape it. We'll put it on flow grappling. It'll be great. Here we go. It's happening. So get ready, motherfuckers. Get ready. <laughs> Start training now. So, just saying, he wrote me an email. One of them wrote me an email, and the other was a text message. But the uh, the one that wrote me an email is pretty in depth. Lots of science <laughs> went over my head. <laughs> I was like, nah, dog. Not into that science. Takis, dog. Shit's fake anyway, son. <laughs> science ain't real, dog. Um. Just messed up my notes. 
So for the cast next week, hopefully it sounds like next week should be talking. Sounds like it. Should be talking to um, Lux from Lux Rising and the Occult Rejects coming back on. Coming back on. And then we will uh, talk music. What a little one-off there. Can you guys there. hear that? Mm-hmm. It's probably the kids out front. Oh, I thought maybe I was going crazy. You are. Oh, cool. <laughs> Growing your hair out in front of us. Yeah. yeah. Couple a, bald guys this and is dude a that just like, oh, I can just shave my head whenever I want and I can grow my hair back out. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> grow all of my hair back out. <laughs> it's bullshit, dog. Hey, the enforcer didn't like my shaved off hair. So, you well, know, think happy of, wife, happy life, son. Uh, think of the other people in the room. Oh, yeah. Happy, you are discriminating against happy us. Happy cast. Mm-hmm. Fucking ableist. <laughs> I can, dude. Both of you guys can grow hair. You'll just look like Devin Townsend skull. <laughs> Strapping young lad. Yeah, it would not be good. Yep. That's why you grow the beards. That's all we got left, dog. That's all we got left. And when they get long enough, then you can comb it around. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Rasputin. <laughs> You're almost there. It's getting a little spindly. But. What you should do is just go straight up this way and then part your eyes. Oh, shit. That's a good idea. Yeah, good idea. I'm working on it. So, yeah, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about growing my hair back, guys. I mean, I'll give you that it's like going into the cold season. Well, no, like, I'm not. Ha- I'm just not happy about it because now i got to pay $30 for a haircut again. Ooh. Yeah. Just get a Floby. <laughs> 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 the original Yep. I don't need one. I got a shop vac and I got my own razor. <laughs> so, hence, I have a Floby. Duct tape it together. And... <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? I just got my hair. <laughs> I remember Luke when he first got one of those ring razor things oh, yeah. in your head. was Fucking always kind of like, dude, what did you do? <laughs> it's like this thing. It's. Yep. <laughs> she was all cut up. <laughs> yep. Big fucking raccoon got a hold of him. <laughs> God damn, this thing sucks. It's like, why are you using that? <laughs> Dude, didn't you ever watch any of the shit commercials with Michael jo- Jordan? Like, come on, man. He shows you how to shave your head well, on TV. That was what I did before, and I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. <laughs> Skin, skin gone. You're looking like fucking Hellraiser 1 when the dude's coming back together and he's just fucking muscle. <laughs> it's looking pretty good. Yeah. Got a close shave on this one. <laughs> Three layers of dirt gone. <laughs> like one of those wire cheese cutters. <laughs> yeah. it's got a bit of a flap. It's fine. <laughs> Why is this thing so juicy? <laughs> uh, Who wants a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, disgusting. so I'm not happy about it, guys, but unfortunately, I don't wear the pants in the family. <laughs> You'll be back in the summer. It's yeah, going to get too don't hot, wear, dog. Guys, as soon as this part right here doesn't grow in correctly, which it's already starting to not grow in correctly, boom, it's gone. Come over, dog. Just Easy. shave it right there. <laughs> T- 
tonight. Yeah. Reverse widow's Enforcer, peak. look it. Yeah, see? <laughs> I have to continue. Well, I, I was trying to grow my hair back. I think it was last month or the month the last before the last time. No, it was in the middle of the summer. And uh, it was starting to get a little bit longer. And so I tried to trim it <laughs> myself. <laughs> so I tried to fade it, you know, so that the Fade, dog. Well, just so the sides were shorter and then the top was longer. <laughs> Mullet, and, uh, not mullet. No, no, sure. and the back. I was doing the back too, and uh, I accidentally jacked it up. And <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was like, "Yeah, start over, <laughs> redo." Really, what it was is he cut the stripes into one side and then fucked up on the other. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, "God, God damn it!" No, I couldn't no, do like the steps. steps. <laughs> no, damn it! <laughs> look like vanilla ice. <laughs> All right. So in the news this week. <clears throat> Um, Alex Jones owns owes almost one billion dollars to the families of the uh, what's the name of that school? Newtown, Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook, mm. the Sandy Hook massacre. Damn, totally gonna get paid for that. Yep, it's crazy, dude. Once again, don't like Alex Jones. Don't like his style. Yeah, I don't like his style either. But. The dude owes nine hundred and sixty-five or whatever bill, million dollars. That's crazy for something for his opinion. His man. opinion, yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. So they got him and they got the gun makers. Uh, didn't they get yeah, the gun Remington, makers. Yeah, Remington they got them first. Like that. Yeah, and that fucked up. Yeah, zero cents. I was, I was. We were talking about this uh, yesterday when that happened. It's like, <clears throat> so. The, the government has all these people that can go and find all these people from January 6th. Mm-hmm. They can track them all down. Well, why don't you go track down the people that are harassing these families? Mm-hmm. Do the same and go after them and not the person that just had an opinion on it. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't know, dude. All I know is it's discouraging because it's not like Mirko. It's, uh, but you know what? That's just man. my MAGA QAnon yeah. conspiracy theorist Nam brain. denier. Nom denier. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Also, today's episode is not going to be about Nom, so you might as well just tune out. <laughs> According to <laughs> X13B458, <laughs> that person said, we are fake because we did not talk about Nom. Yeah. And we're not talking about it today, so... Pff. Sorry. Tune Sorry, out. dog. Well, I'm out of here. <laughs> what Whoa. the fuck was that? That was the tackies thing, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> was that you? <laughs> no, it was Luke. <laughs> that was not me that uh, time. I hope people can hear that shit. Literally. You guys are jerks. <laughs> so, in second thing in the news here, uh, Jake sent us both an interesting video today that... Uh, John Fetterman, a.k.a. John Fetterneck, <laughs> is becoming transhuman. That's cool. That was pretty wild. I, I, it was I, a crazy story, but the first thing I saw was on there is like, Fetterneck. <clears throat> and it's like, that's the, the headline. What did it say? I've, I have no, had no, no idea about this dude, other than I kept seeing him in the headlines, whatever. And then I... Fetterneck leads question from a machine. Reads questions from a machine. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Fetterman. 
<laughs> and Fox it. News called him Fetterneck on the banner. It's like right across the bottom. <laughs> Fetterneck while, while uh, Tucker Carlson's sitting there calling him Fetterman. <laughs> it's a he cool has like name. this huge fucking growth on his neck, too. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Fetterneck? <laughs> That's why they were calling him that, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. I can't see it in the picture. He's, he's always either... Oh, the, wearing the hoodie, a hoodie, the hoodie, or like a neck gaiter. Really? And there's a couple of pictures where it's like fucking. Dude, cute. that's easy. All you gotta do is watch Doctor Pimple Popper. It's a lipoma. Yeah. It's a lipoma, guaranteed. Holy a, shit! I didn't know that. Conjoined fetus back there. Yeah. Didn't want to let go. You looking it up? No. Oh. No. I don't care that much. <laughs> No, when I it's when I saw that, I was like, "Oh man, that would have been fucking brutal if they put fatter neck." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, that was already good enough. So the dude was the Philadelphia mayor, right? Or was it Pittsburgh? He was a mayor of some town. He's just a rich guy. And then he became, or was he be, did he become the governor? But he's running for the Senate. Yeah. I know he's running yeah. against yeah. Um, Oz, Doctor Oz, and. It was it was some smaller town in oh. Pennsylvania that he ended up just fucking running into the ground. Yeah, he he's like known because he walks around everywhere wearing like Carhartts shirts, you know, jeans. Like he does working dress man. Up. He's a working man, dog. Mm-hmm. Even though and he he's was a giant fund. dude, he's huge. Yeah. Trust fund guy. Yeah, but he's a working man. Yeah. So, anyway, that dude uh, apparently had a stroke in may but he had had like a some issues prior to that like going back a couple years and then he had a stroke in may and now he can't talk or he can't can't formulate sentences yeah and then he also can't understand as people are saying things it gets all jumbled up so now he's got this machine how i didn't understand has he plugged into this machine it's kind of like a teleprompter deal oh from so what I understand. It's just people telling him what to say. So that's yeah. what Biden's got. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. The robot. Yeah. But so he had he had that thing and was, they, they kind of turned it into like he was going to be a transhuman thing, but it was an interesting article or mm-hmm. story, yeah. but that's because I'm a MAGA QAnon lover. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I'm so sick of this country being so ageist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That bitch said that on there. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. Kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the majority of <clears throat> the government is old people. Well, and that's like, the thing is, yeah, there's, like over a hundred. We yeah. were talking Dicks about. Just look at Pelosi. Yeah, she we're, looks like Tales from the Crypt. We were talking about it today. It's like there's a reason for normal folks mm. like us that retire between the ages of. 55 and 65 mm-hmm. because you're done. Done. you're done you're out you are done doing shit and you're just dilapidating and you're gonna die in like five years yeah so it's like uh that's that's why there's retirement you fucking leave yeah. when you're too old to do shit they should definitely have um mandatory like they have a minimum age for stuff they should have a maximum age for stuff mm-hmm. and then they need to have a uh, mandatory service term limits mm-hmm. on uh, or across, just have across the board, board. Across have that the board. Yep. term age be like four years 
so you can't be in there, you know. Yeah. For your whole fucking life. And get super rich. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's not about Nam, so yeah, doesn't yeah, mean you fucking QAnon motherfuckers. And then the last thing that I thought was interesting in the news this week was uh, Chase Bank canceled the yay in his bank account. Mm-hmm. Kanye West. Kanye West. Okay. Got canceled by Chase Bank. I'm like, hmm. A bank. I'm thinking he's got a lot of money. Yeah. And you, you guys are just going to let him up and take all of his money to a different bank. Sure. <laughs> but he said something. I can't remember what it was, but he said something that they, they took it as anti-Semitic remarks. I think it was during the Tucker Carlson interview. Mm-hmm. And so people been hitting him about how he, or maybe he said it on Twitter or something like that. But they said it was anti-Semitic. I didn't read the comment, so I don't know. I can't speak to it, but I'm just kind of like, eh. I, you know, once again, America, freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. X13B458 <laughs> got to say whatever they wanted about our podcast, and there was yep. nothing we could do about it other than just talk trash back. Yep. And we read it, and or you read it, yep. so everybody could hear it. Yeah. I, did I... Nah, we just gave an overview. I don't think I read the whole thing. Mm. It was a waste of my time, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that in the you're news not gonna make everybody happy <clears throat> was uh, PayPal's like taking oh, yeah. a dive now. Yeah. For their, I can't remember what it was. Something where they'll fine fine you like twenty five hundred bucks for spreading misinformation yeah, or something. So. Like, PayPal is something other than just like a transaction? No. So it was for people like Timcast that were monetized and getting paid through PayPal. If they were spreading, quote, disinformation, then PayPal could cancel them so that they could no longer receive. So you, uh, the three of us decide that we want to donate or we want to be subscribers to Timcast's little thing and we pay through PayPal and then he says something that's medical disinformation. PayPal can cancel our payments to him. Huh. Yeah. Hence the reason why we're not monetized and never will be. Jesus Christ. But uh, other than and that. that was huh? Elon Musk's baby. Yeah. It's worth way more money after him, though, dude. Mm-hmm. So before we get started on this week... <clears throat> I was thinking about something while I was mowing the grass the other day that was kind of interesting. kind of hit me. I was thinking about SpaceX and all of their, you know, push to send people to the moon and do all this stuff and send, I don't know, rockets into space and all this crap. Um, I kind of thought to myself, maybe the reason why he's doing that is because they know we never went to the moon. And so he's spending all this money to be the first company that actually did get to the moon. Because mm. mm. I was like, why would you want to do that as a as a private person? Like, why would you spend all this money? And the other thing that's really weird about it is you have like this privatized business that's crossing over with this government entity, which is NASA, because they use the same launching pads and platforms mm-hmm. and they use 
mission control and they use all the government <clears throat> stuff and i was like well shoot if we had enough money for a rocket could we just go use their launch pads too mm-hmm. or is that like a no no yeah i don't yeah. know it just kind of makes me made me wonder that you know we were talking about last week that we some of us Excluding you, <laughs> some of us think that we Get didn't out. make it out of space or into space, and then around the moon and back. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe NASA's using him as the funding mechanism and the scientific and, mechanism to it, get it done. And he's a scapegoat for anything that goes wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, oh well, we didn't. It was this SpaceX, wasn't our thing. Yeah. That was their thing, yep, yep. and they fucked it up. They killed. A bunch they killed of seven people. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Just thinking about it. You didn't navigate through all the space junk well yeah. enough. You went. You got those people into the Van Allen belt, radiation belt, and they came back glowing and then died. That was you, not us. Yeah. It, it, it's just having a scapegoat. That's yeah. what. That's what you do. Yep. So, anyway, do you guys have anything else? Not a. Uh, Okay. Oh, <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about something a little different. We're going to talk about the murderous rock stars. Dun, dun, dun. Well, some of them were involved in murder. Some of them were involved in trying to trying murder. To murder <laughs> wow. And some of them were involved in, you know, other violent crimes. But we're going to kind of cover a couple different cases. Um. Some that maybe be obviously will be known, and then a, a couple of them that maybe be unknown, and then just do kind of like a thirty thousand foot view overview of some of these and talk about some of the circumstances. But we were thinking about it because we're gonna have Lux on next week and probably talk about music because he likes the same type of music we do, mm-hmm. and um, so kind of got the juices flowing a little bit thinking about some of the old shows and some of the stuff the you know music bands to talk about and then we started thinking about <clears throat> i started thinking about as i lay dying the band and what happened with the singer and the fact that we had met them and played with them played a show with them not and, diddling yeah we weren't diddling no no there. chomos <laughs> um and so that was kind of like oh well that'd be a kind of a personalized story we kind of we knew this dude, and then we saw him on the news a couple of years later, and we're like, what? <laughs> so, um, What happened to that guy? Yeah. So, um, do you want to talk about? Yeah. So, um, Tim Lambesis, he was uh, the singer. When we, the second time we saw, that we saw them here and played with them, um, one of our buddies owns a tattoo shop. He had tattooed him, and um, him and his, uh, Tim and his wife were talking about Boise and how awesome it yeah. was, and, and they were talking here, about here, here, and all that yeah. shit. And uh, so it was, it was pretty surprising to see that story pop up, you know, a few years later. Uh, it was probably more than a few years. Two thousand years or something. Yeah. I think that one, this case happened in like two thousand eleven or something. Somewhere around there. I played so. with them in probably oh three or four. Five. Five? Oh, oh, four. Oh, four probably. probably. Oh, four. But they're a they were I don't know if they still are, they were 
like a Christian, Christian metal, metal band, metalcore band. I think the bands, as I lay dying, they had they were assigned. What what weren't they signed to uh, Metal Blade? I think it, I think it was um, probably that album. <clears throat> the what was the name of that album? That was their big one. That Frail Words. Frail collapse. Words Collapse was the first. One. Yeah, but we had Luke and I had <clears throat> seen them at the venue here while Jake was living in Arizona. Luke and I went to a show, one of their shows with a couple of my friends from work, and there was like nobody at the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like one of those really small, it was a small club to begin with. I think the Christian family owned the club. And mm-hmm. at the time, they were bringing through a lot of the Christian hardcore and metal acts. And we went down there a weeknight and saw As I Lay Dying. And I can't even remember who else they played with, but. There was like nobody there, but stage presence was awesome. They were phenomenal. I mean, they just yeah. sounded so good live. The breakdowns were awesome. And we bought some merch, had a little, hey, you guys are good. I don't think we ever talked to Tim at the time, mm-hmm. but he was just a scrawny little, you know, black haired, long haired, had the emo, emo looking dude. Yep. And seemed like real quiet. And then couple years later they came back through and that's when yep that's when we opened for them we got the gig through and that dude's wife yep and they watched our set and everything yeah. which was pretty cool because it seemed like i mean they all stood right up at the yeah. stage watching right mm-hmm. oh, that's cool yeah. yeah and prior to that remember and this is what i was talking pre-show was that when we used to play shows at the venue, the family that owned the venue used to bring, they would cook food, <clears throat> like huge, like homemade, huge, huge meals. huge meals. And they would bring it in for all the touring bands and then the local bands that were playing too. You'd get the scraps. We, we, we would, you know, we would get some. And uh, on that particular show, who else was on the bill? I remember it was As I Lay Dying. I don't remember. I remember. Was it... Um, that band we were just talking about earlier, the one from Seattle, All That Remains, were they on that bill? Mm-mm. No. Who was the other one that you just said before? Unearth. No. Uh, the Hanging. Or... Found, oh, Found Dead Hanging. They weren't on that. No. No, that was when Luke and I saw them. And they had that giant. Claymore? Was it Claymore? I don't. I don't think it was Claymore. Bury the, bury no. Um, Between the Buried and Me. No, I don't think they played that. Maybe it wasn't even anybody cool, but either way, we got a chance to kind of like, you know, hang out. We're eating a homemade lasagna. They brought these pans of lasagna in. And so me, Luke, Jake, and then our old guitar player, Mark, were like kind of sitting there eating. And then Tim kept coming by because we were kind of oh, over by the... that's right. We were over by the... the tray where all the food area was and he kept like kind of creeping by and he would just stand there and watch us eat i don't remember this i'm certain Mm -hmm. i didn't eat any of the food though yeah probably not it wasn't (laughs) cheese sandwiches (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he was like he was just being weird just kind of like standing there and he kept like coming like i would go grab like a second plate or whatever and then he'd kind of come up and then he'd be like hey man like hey dude 
well, see you later. <laughs> Big gulps. Huh? Big gulps. Well, huh? See you later. And then I'd like walk back over to our table and he was just kind of like lingering and kind of like followed me and then kind of like wa- walked off. And then I remember saying something to Luke. I was like, dude, what's up with this guy? Kind of a weird dude. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. But yeah. yeah, he was totally fucking Larry Lurker. Yeah. <laughs> he was just a skinny dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played a epic fucking hair in his yeah. eyes being totally emo, emo. Mm-hmm. But that they, was when i would work at like two o'clock in the morning so i probably don't remember a whole lot of it anyway yeah they played an epic set that night i remember it was yeah tight mm. that was the one where i broke the string and then i had to run out to get the was other. it that one yeah <clears throat> and i had to run out to grab the other we have that bass. on video i remember we have that on video and then i was locked out yeah. So I was like banging yeah. on the door, trying to get this, about that. this yeah. stage guy to let me in. I had to come through the door where everybody yeah. sh- chose their wristband. I've got strings, dog. <laughs> no, I brought another guitar, another bass. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys were still playing, so I just ran up there and plugged in. <laughs> that's right. I don't even think I tuned it. Probably way out of tune. <laughs> Hell, I could play anyway. So Let's, let's review the video. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was the show. It was either that show or the one with Unearth, but it was there was a national act there that yeah. night. National act. Yeah. Yeah, you had a couple of those. Where there was that and then there was the string breakage. You That was the string breakage. But there was another one too. The, where you stepped on your cord and pulled the yeah. input jack out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of the yeah. Front of the of SG base. base. Yeah. 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 That was the base that ended up getting stolen Stop. when my house got broken into. Uh, yeah, but um, that was a yeah, it was an interesting time. But anyway, so we so, kind of knew that dude. Yeah, a, a little bit. I'd met him at least. Yeah, and been tattooed by the same dude. He got tattooed by us. So yeah. Therefore, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, was it ipso facto? Ipso facto, <laughs> we know him. Yeah, <laughs> homies to the grave, dog. So um, their first album was came out in two thousand two thousand thirteen. Um, he ended up getting arrested for a murder for hire plot against his wife. And I remember seeing that. Thank the Lord Jesus. I remember seeing that and just being like, is that like a typo? They like spell that the band's name wrong. Like we know Mm -hmm. that dude. Yeah. When I first saw that, I was like, "Hmm, I wonder if he's going to have her crucified. (laughs) 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 But, um, he had been, after we played with him, I don't know how long after, but he just like went nuts into bodybuilding and was on, you know, apparently using steroids. And like he went he from was, yeah. zero to fucking meat neck in like no time. Yeah. He went from like my size to like Arnie. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He was. Oh, no. When we played with them it was yeah. like dude was a fucking twig he's fucking ichabod yeah. crane yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah he was he was tiny and then he became fucking massive yeah huge never even wore i didn't didn't wear sleeves on any of his shirts anymore didn't need to yeah yep yeah. gotta show everybody what's up but he was the girl pants and yeah little t-shirts when we met him and black hoodie with his black pants little yep. hairdo whatever the fuck that was and then all of a sudden it was fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah dude got massive yeah insane and yeah. it wasn't like 
sworn enemy out in the fucking parking lot lifting weights mm-hmm. type of shit when they did that out there. Yeah, with their fucking they're, they're doing prison like, weights. They, they have just, they're out there just pumping iron, but this dude's like fucking cut to shit. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Which I have no idea how you would be able to maintain that while being on the road that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's not like these those bands, even at the time, were... I think they were playing OzFest and a couple of the big festivals, so they probably were getting making more money were, you know, on a bigger tour bus. But they're not like Metallica or GNR, where they're flying from yeah. location to location on a private jet. Like the, These dudes are still in a bus. You weren't in yeah. a gym. You yeah. weren't staying in a hotel in a gym yeah. and using their gym fucking eight fucking hours a day, then go play your show and get on the road and go to the next exactly. one and get eight hours in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That type of shit. I mean, because most of the time when you see these dudes, and I mean, we've seen them, a lot of these guys, they're like, these guys have like a backpack of clothing Mm -hmm. for a three-month-long tour, Mm -hmm. and they're, you You know... You don't pack clothes. Yeah. Or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... When we played with, um... Fucking... uh, Johnny Cage... Was it? Oh, at the... Uh, the slaughterhouse? slaughterhouse? Was it those guys or um, All Teeth? I don't know. I remember after the, the our buddy paid the band, the fucking one dude was just like, oh, fuck yeah, we can get cheeseburgers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're looking yeah. forward to. Yeah. yeah. It was like, damn. Did I ever tell you guys about when I met uh nate and jake from converge in salt lake mm-hmm. and we went down to see converge me and um my brother-in-law and another and ben we drove down there to see converge and um we got down there a little early and so we parked and we walked around this like outdoor mall at the gateway area and we were going in a store and coming out and they were walking out of barnes and noble and I was like, hey, Converge. <laughs> and there, and Nate Newton from Doom Riders and, mm-hmm. and Converge was like, hey, thanks, man. Like, well, that's weird. People seem, what's up? What are you guys doing? And I was like, oh, we came from Boise to, you know, to watch you guys. He's like, oh, man, that's so cool, dude. How far of a drive is that? That's going to be like hours, dude. And I was like, yeah, it's like four hours. And he's like, oh, that's so cool. And then that night, so met him and, uh, said what's up just shake hand whatever and then during the show during the set they were saying you know hey thanks to all of our friends and thanks to our friends from idaho oh, shit. <laughs> like yeah dude okay that's us hey, here yep right present here. present that's us guys. me everybody us right here so i ended up catching them afterwards and bannon uh i, I had like a, a one of their back patches of the jane doe record and he signed that. I got my picture with him. It's pretty cool. Fucking a. Nice. But those guys are in the same category as as I lay dying, and they were not jacked up, huge, dieseled out dudes. These guys were like dieseled out. Yeah, I like tiny that. little. <laughs> I like diesel. You know, twerpy little. <laughs> you know, math core, math metal nerds. It's like they, you know, they don't. They don't. You don't have the time and the luxury to be able to work out. So the dude was mm-hmm. definitely probably having some form of assistance yeah. but yeah it was just weird how it happened he's like you know making it they were making a big name for themselves and then all of a sudden hey he's been arrested for 
a solicitation for hi- a murder for hire deal and mm-hmm. go into prison. And you're like, whoa, man, like we knew that dude. Yeah. yeah. And it was the wife that he was planning on moving here with. Yep. Yeah. Which is crazy. That was pretty wild. But so I think that was, was it 2013? Somewhere around there. Yep. And uh, it's a pretty interesting story. Like his uh, bro at the gym, he had been, you know, making comments about it. And his buddy was like concerned and went to the cops and they had uh, an undercover come in. Mm. And uh, that's who he solicited was the undercover cop and gave him like, I think it was like a thousand bucks. And was going to pay him twenty thousand um, after his over. And... Wow! Yeah, was it worth it? And the thing is, it's crazy. It was like the motive behind it was so weird. Yeah, like yeah. what he said. It was just like, huh? Yeah, it was something like his wife didn't want was making it difficult for him to see their adopted kids, and was oh yeah, yeah, and she wanted him to tour more to make more money mm. and he wanted to do sound engineer stuff and stay local in the mm. you know california River, riverside or wherever they were from you're just like dude really nope yeah <laughs> like okay that's weird but yeah he's a turd yeah and didn't you say that he, there was a bunch of other stuff that he was involved yeah. in and so he was in prison for um like three years was out got out on parole um, obviously they went through a divorce. He ended up marrying his second wife and there was, um, a bunch of comments and some of the stories that I had, had read where he was abusive towards her. Mm. And then, um, while he was in That's prison, right. yeah, probably. yeah, well, he was that in his back acne prison. He, uh, <laughs> filed a $35 million lawsuit against the uh, jail because he got man titties. Got tits. <laughs> Bob's got bitch tits. Yep. yep. Well, you know what? After AJ just got sued for almost a bill, I think that he's going to win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially against California. Totally. Yeah, no doubt. Totally. But uh, you're not going to ever get your money because they broke. <laughs> they broke, though. <laughs> yep. So that was. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. He grew bitch tits after that. Well, they're gone now because I saw a, yeah. a video. They were in Prague, I think, about a month ago doing a show, and he was getting interviewed by the the magazine on YouTube, and I was like, damn, son. Well, and their Got drummer him. quit, the original drummer, the mm-hmm. guy that looked like a – he had that – always had the weird beard. Mm-hmm. Looked like a Fraggle Rock guy or some shit. Mm-hmm. Come to Fraggle Rock. Dun, dun. Yeah. And then and he just quit recently, mm-hmm. like within the last couple of months yeah. or something. I think uh, they were the last two originals, right? I think I, I think so. And he ended up having a lawsuit brought against him in 2020. Um, he was, they had a bonfire. He poured gas on it, burned some chick. And then he, he actually ended up in um, the hospital with like burns on 25% of his body. Really? Yeah. Damn, dude. I've done that before. I lucked out though. I didn't get the old burns. Shit. Melted some pants though. <laughs> 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 and 
and then scout trip. Ah, hmm. that tends to happen. Then he got married again. Yeah, Just, third time's uh, a charm. Yeah. That was kind of recently, but so give it another year, and we'll see another story about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. murder. You know, it would have been hilarious if he had solicited guy from the Red Cord to do the murder for him, because that guy was a cop. Oh, the or singer. Is a cop. Yeah, the singer. The singer for the Red Cord. Yeah, because he quit the Red Cord to go become a cop in New Hampshire. Hmm. But did, didn't he come back? They do. Random, random shows. shows. Okay. Yeah, but I think they only do them like once a year. Probably because he takes vacation time to do it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those guys started a different band called Sexless Marriage, and they're pretty rad. Like a the, punk band. The other... Yeah, like um, Machine Gun Face Kelly or whatever his name is, the guitar player and and bass player, I think. They're pretty, it's a pretty rad band. Huh. They only got one record out, but it's... Band's called Sexless Marriage. Huh. They're good. Check it it's out. old school punk. Yeah. Anything else on that? That was kind of, kind of it. Okay. Roids dogs. Roids dogs. Don't do it. Stay away, kids. Just like all those professional wrestlers. Yep. That did the same shit. Yep. Drink yeah. liquid death instead. Don't do liquid it. Liquid death. Ain't worth dog. it. Liquid D. D for Still, death. D for Does death. not sound right. D for death. Pure death. Okay. So the first one I'm going to talk about is a guy named Robert George Joe Meek. So Robert Meek was born April 5th, 1926, and died February 3rd, 1967. He was an English record producer, sound engineer, musician. Um, He kind of pioneered the space age experimental pop phase in the 60s of music um that's what he was known for um he was known for over overdubbing sampling and reverberation so before um phil specter and and the the sonic you know wall wave of music type of stuff um trey uh i think that's how you pronounce his name but he's the guitar player or bass player for mr bungle Mike mm. Patton's first band. Mm. Um, he cited Meeks as an inspiration for the track The Bends on Disco Volante, which is a really weird record. Um, Mr. Bungle only made three albums. Their self-titled Disco Volante, which was the second record, and then the third was California, and they're all like super noisy albums. Mm. Yeah, Isn't like, there the new one? Huh? Isn't there that newer one? There's a new one that just came out, but it's, it's not... It's got Scott Ian in it. Yeah, I'm it's sure not the know. original lineup. I think that it's just like Mike Patton and then like a couple dudes and Scott Ian and something. Or didn't they do a re reissue of the Easter Bunny? It, it's, yeah. Something like that. JB just sent it to me the other day. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, yeah. it's got um, Dave Lombardo from Slayer yeah. plays on drums yeah. and yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting stuff but uh so this guy robert meek was kind of the pioneer back in the day the uh, late 50s 60s when this music was first starting to come out uh the cheryl crow hit song uh change would do you good was inspired by an article she read about him which i think is interesting especially yeah. so keep that yeah. in mind uh, when we talk about the actual story and what happened to him so Think a change would do you good. I was trying to think of the song. I don't. Yeah. 
I'd have to hear it to know it. Lame. (laughs) Uh, So after his death, there was like thousands of recordings that he had made that became later known as the T-Chess tapes that were purchased by a dude named Cliff Cooper of the Millionaires, which is a band. And then that guy... Millionaires. Millionaires. um, That guy ended up later auctioning off all of those tapes. And a bunch of it included unreleased recordings of like David Bowie, Richie Blackmore, which was from Deep Purple, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mitch Mitchell and Jimmy Page. Hmm. So kind of interesting. One interesting fact about this this Meek dude is that he had actually told Brian Epstein, who was the manager of the Beatles, to not sign the Beatles after hearing one of their demos. So his advice was real good. <laughs> Let's listen to that guy. Real good, dude. And then the other... Got his thumb on the pulse. Yeah. yeah. And then the other factoid about him is he allegedly signed a band after making a condition that they fire their lead singer who was 16 year old rod stewart well well, there you go wake up mix i think i got something to say to you i'm making a million dollars and you are dead (laughs) (laughs) so that guy is someone yeah don't set your clocks by this dude by the way yeah (laughs) wow yeah. In fact, I had read a different article where he told that Brian guy four different times, Brian Epstein, not to sign the Beatles. He's probably just trying to undercut him or something. Yeah. Don't sign him, dude. I Strawberry wouldn't. fields forever. <laughs> he wanted to get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this dude, Meeks, starts getting weird. In his life, uh, he starts being obsessed with the idea of communicating with the dead, mm. which is never a good idea. You want me to get the Ouija board out? Yeah, no. Okay. Not dog. Um, he used to set up tape machines in the graveyards and would try to record voices from the, gra- the grave. EVP, dog. Yeah, maybe that's where children from the grave came from. Mm. <laughs> As a killer riff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. It's probably it's one of the song. best riffs out there. Um, and then he had once recorded the meow of a cat and thought it was a cat speaking in human tones asking for help. So, dude was losing it. It's meow, dog. Yeah, meow. It's not help. Yeah, it's, it's meow. not. It's meow, not let me out. Meow. <laughs> 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 um, he had an obsession with Buddy Holly and thought that Buddy Holly was trying to communicate with him in his dreams because at this point, Buddy Holly was dead. Huh. So he's definitely starting to lose it. Um, his mental health deteriorated, deteriorated and uh, he thought that his apartment had poltergeists and that there were aliens controlling his mind and that pictures on the walls were in the studio and in his apartment were trying to communicate with him. And then he was alleged I don't know if if he was diagnosed but he allegedly had bipolar and schizophrenia and then he once had a f- uh, phone conversation with Phil Spector and he ended up yelling at him and then hanging up the phone after telling him like you stole all my ideas you're impersonating me you're impersonating me and did I say that right 
Mm-hmm. Impersonating, yeah, impersonating me, and that you're stealing all my ideas. And he actually broke the phone, slammed it on the on the desk, or threw it against the wall. And that reminded me of Dimebag Daryl. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that sounds like yeah. the guy yeah. that freaking shot him, saying that you guys stole my ideas. You stole my riffs. Yeah. You stole my lyrics. Yeah. Yep. The guy was probably just reincarnated into that dude. Yeah, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, walk on home, boy. <laughs> <laughs> As the warrior poet Phil Anselmo wrote. <laughs> Walk on home, boy. Walk on home, boy. So on this all culminates on February 3rd, 1967. Everything comes to a head. Uh, Meeks gets in an argument with his landlady, who's a lady named Violet Shinton, over rent and then the noise levels in that were going on in the um, in the flat. Or it sounds like it was a studio slash that's where he lived, kind of like what Nathan had going on. Hmm. And so he ends up grabbing a shotgun, shoots her, kills her, and then he shoots and kills himself. And it was he had taken the shotgun the night before from one of his protégés, um, a, a bassist from the band The Tornadoes, a guy named Heinz Burt. Um, and I was just going to read this to you. This is a, a, an article from Independent UK, and this was about... The situation that happened and this is kind of like they some people think that he didn't actually kill himself that he was killed by somebody else that you know that he wouldn't have been able to actually shoot himself with the the shotgun he wouldn't be able to fit, like the kurt cobain thing it's, wouldn't be able yeah, to fit the shotgun under his chin familiar yeah <laughs> and steamroller steve always says he's playing trigger toe yeah <laughs> steamroller steve <laughs> After that last text, he may be known as Sensitive Steve. (laughs) Just joking. Sensitive Stevie. Sensible Steve. (laughs) Makes sense, Steve. All right. But it's still a steamroller, so. Um, So in this article, it said the final straw many believe was the suitcase murder of a 16-year-old Bernard Oliver who had been rumored to work at Meek's studio as a tape stacker. Oliver had been assaulted, murdered, and cut into eight pieces, and his remains dumped in, a, in two suitcases, and they were found in a, knee, in a field near Taddingstone, Suffolk. 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 Wherever that is. UK. Don't know. Google Earth. Google Earth people. Uh, police declared the intention to question every gay man they knew of in London, which would include Meek because he was a uh, homo sapien. Well, it's homo sapiens. Okay. He was a homosexual. Got it. Um, so, uh, though there had never been any suggestion that Meek was linked to the murder, something ended up snapping. And then on February 2nd, the day before he died, he turned up at a friend's house dressed in black, claiming to be possessed. I agree. Um, and then that night he conducted a long promised demo session with his uh, studio assistant, Patrick Pink, uh, communicating largely through handwritten notes because Meek said, they're watching us through the walls. They're watching us and listening to us. And then during the night, that night he collected the single barrel shotgun from under Patrick's bed. And then this is just Pink's. Uh, so the studio assistant, Patrick Pink, this was his account of what happened the morning of the shooting. It said that um, 
following the morning, Mink, Meek woke up uh, angry and paranoid, burning documents, letters, paintings in a metal bin in the studio. And then he also was continuing co- to communicate by note, burning them as they went. The last one said, I'm going now, goodbye. And then uh, uh, the the lady, the landlady ended up showing up at the studio. Uh, Pink was in the office and he below he heard Meek sh- shouting at the landlady, have you got the book? And then there were several loud bangs. He rushed down from the office to find her falling down the stairs and then bullet holes smoking in her back. And then he ran up the stairs to witness Meek outside uh, uh, out of control in his room reload the shotgun and then shoot himself so hmm. but there's people that think that maybe that was not really true and that he had actually been murdered by um some form of like um, a mafia that was in the uk at the time because of his um, sexual preference that he would have been he was being blackmailed and something like that and then maybe at some point he had stopped and then they killed him so Hmm. kind of an interesting yeah sound like a pretty stable individual yeah Yeah. exactly heroin dog but um we can lie (laughs) but yeah so i thought that that was pretty crazy like all of this stuff kind of goes back to some of the episodes that we've already talked about where it seems like definitely some demonic possession was going on there it's interesting because all these people they end up having kind of the same things uh happen Mm -hmm. over and over again or very similar circumstances where it's like you have you know uh schizophrenia bipolar same things going on and then like Mm -hmm. i said um uh, ends with some form of a murder or whatever yeah so definitely kind of weird um and then the second case I was going to talk about was the infamous Sid Vicious and Nancy Spungen case. Is that how you pronounce her name? Sid and Nancy. That's all I yeah, say. That's Sid and Nancy. So Sid Vicious was born John Simon Ritchie, May 10th, 1957, and then died February 2nd, 1979. Did you ever hear his cover of uh, My Way? Mm-mm fucking horrible yeah dude he wasn't a great musician no he was not uh sid vicious played bass for people that don't know he played bass guitar in the sex pistols he was active as a musician from 76 to 79 but he was pretty much in the sex pistols from 77 to 78 i mean it was like a Mm -hmm. short stint it was like the dude was like running around with his pants on fire doing every amount of drugs that he could out of control and then quickly kind of got kicked out of the sex pistols but couldn't be kicked out mm-hmm. and then so he was like separated from the band and then everything happened so yep. um as a teenager he was rumored to be suicidal and that he had tortured and killed cats that's mm-hmm. alleged um who knows if that's true but that was coming from some people that were around him mm-hmm. that said that he did um at 16 years old he was kicked out of his house and then he started out as a fan f- and friend of the sex pistols and then ended up you know kind of getting into the band when they had an opening uh played his first gig with them in 77 and that was the same year that he also met nancy 
and uh, who she was an American groupie that was living in the UK at the time. Both of them were drug addicts. They were known to be violent with each other. And they were both rumored to be infatuated with knives. They had this thing for knives. Um, back then, the dude was only, in, as this, in the Sex Pistols, he was only making a allowance of $14 a week. <laughs> Can you imagine God that? Damn. Yeah. 14 bucks a week. So, and now I think that his his estate or whatever makes him like 400000 a year based on record sales and stuff like that from mm. Sex Pistols merch and all that crap. Yeah. But yeah, back then he was only, he was only allotted like 14 bucks a week and... Um, Could live on that. Yeah, and he was still finding ways to get drugs and get high. And they were trying to they were trying to give him less money so that he would stay off the drugs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it didn't work. Righteous bucks. Yeah, <laughs> righteous bucks, bro. Um, in 1978, he separated from the Sex Pistols, travels to France with Nancy, and then back to New York City. They rent room 100 in the Chelsea Hotel, and then on October 11th. October 11th, 1978, uh, Sid and Nancy had a party in their hotel room. Sid loaded up on two and all, some kind of a barbiturate, I'm assuming. I don't know what kind of a drug it is. But it was allegedly, he was allegedly comatose most of the night, witnessed by several people that were going in and out of this their room, partying and stuff. And then the next morning... Uh, on uh, at 11 a.m., the hotel staff found Nancy dead on the bathroom floor with a knife wound in her stomach, and then Sid was found wandering around, allegedly claiming that he had killed Nancy. At 11 a.m. Yep, at 11 a.m. <laughs> so October 11th, she died, and at 11 a.m. the next morning, he was found, or she was found, and then he was found. Um, Police did find the murder, or they they ended up finding the murder weapon. They found it being a Jaguar K11 hunting knife that Nancy had purchased for him a couple days before the murder. And then he allegedly told police in the interview when they scooped him up that he stabbed her, but he never meant to kill her. And uh, he was arrested, charged with second-degree murder. 40 years too soon, bro, because if you did that in New York City today... You'd be Cash walking. bail, dude. You're good to yep. go. Walking, dog. Um, so 40 years too soon, dog. <laughs> um, and then the legal costs for his uh, for his um, charges and all that stuff going through court were being paid for by Virgin Records. And they had actually interviewed several high-profile attorneys that they shopped for the case to include a Mr. Melvin Belli. Wow. The attorney from Salt Lake that was involved in the JFK assassination of Ruby Har- uh, Jack Ruby, and then also um, the Zodiac, which we talked about in one of the episodes, thinking that he was probably related to MK Ultra. Wasn't Nam Dog? Wasn't Nam? So we're not talking about so, fake news. And then pretty, pretty wild. One of the other uh, attorneys that they shopped for was none other than Bill Kunstler. I know my rights, man. I want a lawyer. I want Bill Kunstler or Ron Kuby. Remember that? Mm-mm. Get out of here, Malibu. Get out of here, Lebowski. Get out Stay of Malibu. Malibu. Deadbeat. Keep your ugly gold brick and ass out of my beach community. 
that's who he asked for. Huh. I'm an attorney, man. I want my rights. I know my rights. I want Bill Kunstler, Ron Kuby. Which, funny, I didn't know who either of those dudes were, but they were actually the attorneys involved in the Chicago 7. Mm-hmm. That whole oh, okay. civil rights thing. Wow. So, kind of weird that Sid Vicious was going to be potentially defended by... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Seems mm-hmm. kind of weird. Yeah. Makes me want to look into Virgin Records a little bit because you're just kind of like, hmm. A lot of connections to some major upset... Things like that. Back yeah, then. that's I fucking shit. wild. Yeah. So he gets released on bail for 50 grand. And then people who knew him and Nancy claimed that Nancy was killed by someone else that they knew that she had potentially caught stealing out of that. They kept their cash in like a dresser drawer. And so friends around them theorized that he was sacked out. He was passed out from drugs. And then Nancy got up, found somebody going through their life savings in the you know sock drawer she confronted him and then that person stabbed her in the stomach and then she died in the bathroom um obviously there was no evidence of that there was a really good documentary i can't remember the name of it but just google it it's probably out there it was a a documentary about the sid and nancy thing i saw it on i think maybe it was on hulu but i can't remember but while he was out on bail for Nancy's murder, he ended up smashing a beer bottle and then stabbing a dude in the face with the broken end of it in an argument over a woman. He gets arrested, sent to Rikers Island. Once again, bro, 40 years too soon. Because <laughs> you would have been fingerprinted and left the station now in New York. Um, and then he was released on bond again. Then on February 2nd, 1979, he ended up dying of a heroin overdose around... 3 a.m. Uh, supposedly, Jerry only from the Misfits was there when that happened. Um, and then allegedly, his he OD'd on purpose and that he, they had found a note in his pocket and that it was supposed to be like, she died, I kill myself. And uh, essentially, this lady claimed that Sid Vicious and Nancy had made a suicide pact and that Sid Vicious' death was not accidental she found a handwritten note in his leather jacket that read, we had a death pact and I have to keep my half of the bargain. Please bury me next to my baby. Bury me in my leather jacket, jeans, and motorcycle boots. Goodbye. And that was it. So, kind of strange. Um, I don't know how I feel about the case, whether it was Sid or if it was somebody else. I know in the documentary that I watched, they alleged, I think it was some guy named Mike that everybody in the heroin using community down in that area, the hotel Chelsea all knew who it was. And supposedly the misfit song horror business is about Nancy getting killed. It's a good song. Too much horror business driving late at night. Psycho 78 talking about 12 o'clock. Don't be late. Cause it's all this horror business My mirrors are black for you You don't go in the bathroom with me mm-hmm. I'll put a knife right in you uh, yeah. I'm warning you I'll put a knife right in you I'm warning you Yep So <laughs> interesting the time, the date, and then that song also kind of like make me think that maybe 
there was some sort of a blood sacrifice. It wasn't about the movie. What movie? Psycho. No. Psycho 78. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Kind of weird. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Great song, though. Yeah. Great song. Oh, without a doubt. Um, It's kind of funny to think about that stuff going on back then in the whole punk scene and compared to now. Yeah. Like, fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, it was a no holds barred back then, man. Mm-hmm. It was wild. And now it's, you can't come to our show if you're not vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disinformation spreader. Yeah, super weird. Um, and then a couple of these other ones I'll burn through real quick. Uh, a guy named James Beck Gordon, born July 14th, 1945, still alive. He was a drummer of several bands um, back in the uh, 70s, 60s and 70s. Uh, he passed up a music scholarship at UCLA in order to begin his professional career at 60, in 1963. At the age of 17, he backed up the Everly Brothers. Ooh. So started out big. Um, and then he ended up performing with many on many notable recordings throughout the 60s to include... Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, which they were involved with Terry Melcher and all of the mm-hmm. Charles Manson, Bobby Boosley, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I thought that that was kind of strange. And then he was also played uh, played on the uh, Notorious Bird Brothers by the Birds. So uh, David Crosby and then Nash or Graham. What was the other dude from Crosby, Stills, Nash? Graham Parsons? Whoever it was. But all those dudes that were related to the whole mm-hmm. 1960s and the uh, you know Laurel Canyon music scene that mm-hmm. we said was kind of strange, this dude ended up playing in a lot of those bands. Um, he actually ended up playing with um, Frank Zappa. He was uh, part of the uh, 20-piece Grand Wazo, Wazoo band, the big band. Um, he also played drums on three tracks on Alice Cooper's 76 album, Alice Cooper Goes to Hell. So, um, this dude Gordon ended up developing schizophrenia, ended up hearing voices, including his mom's. Uh, she compelled him to starve himself and then prevented him from sleeping or relaxing or playing drums. And, uh, musician, or sorry, physicians ended up kind of like misdiagnosing his uh, medical problems that they thought it was, they were treating him for alcohol abuse and not schizophrenia. Hmm. So on June 3rd, 1983, Gordon attacked his 72-year-old mother, also Marie Gordon, with a hammer before he fatally stabbed her with a butcher knife, claiming that a voice told her to kill her. So... Hmm. Hmm. Kind of with his connections to all that yeah. stuff in Laurel Canyon, in and the, the timing misdiagnosis. Yep, that they're probably like, let's just see what goes on. Yeah, <laughs> makes you wonder if he was part of the experimental control, mind control, mm-hmm. you know, chaos, and I don't know. Yeah, weird. 
Yep. And then the, this guy's name is Bard Gludvik Ethan, and he goes by the name Faust. He's born April 21st, 1974. He's from Hedmark, Norway. And um, he was the um, he was in a band called Emperor, in a black metal band called Emperor. So kind of similar. This whole thing is very similar to the John Novit thing from uh, Dissection. On August 21st, 1992, um, he was visiting his, fa- his family. And then um, he was walking home from a pub and ended up getting approached by this dude who was he was kind of walking through a park where there was like a known gay cruising spot he ended up getting um approached by this this gay dude that was soliciting him for sex he says yeah i'll go with you to these nearby woods takes him to the nearby woods and he stabs this dude 37 times and then kicks him in the head repeatedly and then leaves him for dead um he claimed that he felt no remorse and um he, that he'd always been fa- uh, his uh, bandmate said that he had always been fascinated by serial killers and that he wanted to kill a people and that um, he was motivated by Satanism, fascism, homophobia. Um, but in a '93 interview, he did say, "I'm not a Satanist." He said, "But I do praise evil," which is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before with, um, you know, Lux and and NY and mm-hmm. some of that stuff. Yeah. Kind of a weird, you know, like some of them claim Satanism and some of them don't, but they embrace that chaos and just pure evil. And just, mm-hmm. um, just kind of a weird deal. Um, and then the last couple ones that I had was obviously can't, can't close the episode without talking about Phil Spector. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from a, a, a article from ultimate classic rock Phil Spector had gained notoriety in the 60s and 70s for the wall of sound recording technique, but in 2003, the record producer Phil Spector was in the news for the wrong reasons. After a night of drinking, um, he was with B actress Lana Clarkson. They went back to his mansion, and then prosecutors alleged that Clarkson had like turned him down sexually, and then he put a gun in her mouth, killed her, and then his driver testified that he heard a loud noise on the night, saw him running from the house with a pistol in his hand saying, I think I killed someone. And, uh, he ended up getting off on the first one. The first charges was a mistrial, but then he was convicted in 2009. In fact, I was down in LA living there when this happened. I remember hearing about it. Wow. So kind of crazy. He looks like, so bad in that picture, dude. <laughs> look at his skullet. Yeah. That's Phil Spector. That's what Luke and I would look like if we grew our hair out. Yeah. It looks kind of like a fish. Look at his lips. Totally. Or look at that brown chin of his. I like how he's like five foot one. He's like barely <laughs> over five foot right there. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of uh, interesting to see the similarities in some of these same you know, dudes, they kind of go down the same path where it's like, you know, embracing that lifestyle, the drugs, the party and all this, and then kind of like becoming 
bipolar, schizophrenic, hearing the voices, doing the things that the voices say, and then kind of turning into some crazy situation where you're evil. Yep, you end Mm -hmm. up murdering somebody, killing somebody, stabbing somebody. Pretty wild. So that's really all I had. What about you? It's crazy shit. About you, tools. You had a couple of. Oh, just you know, you you flip it on some of the other ones like the uh, All That Remains dude. Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. The guitar player that died mysteriously, and uh, I know that there was like lawsuits going on with people trying to sue the wife, saying that the wife had something to do with it because he drowned or something, but. Mm. Something to do with their property. They had a pond on it, and he was always out there. And there was no reason for him to drown in it or something. Mm-hmm. and Just crazy shit like that. And then there was a story of the Trevor, not going to say it because you'll <laughs> say it, from uh, Black Dahlia Murder. Something to do with his girlfriend being involved in his demise. But mm-hmm. I just read that just probably a week or two ago. Mm. It's like, huh. But just all speculation. Yeah. What did he play in Black Dahlia Murderer? He was a singer. Oh, was he? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. now the guitar player's taken over mm. to do vocals for at least a show. But, yeah. It's kind of interesting to see that there's the, the other the other side of it, too, that the people that are just with the musicians can have the same... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a envy or something that mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. But. Yeah, definitely kind of a weird deal, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, there was some stuff that was circulating around. Uh, well, people had said that Chester Bennington oh, yeah, yeah. and Chris Cornell also didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Die of overdoses. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I haven't really looked into those cases, don't know much about them, but there's definitely rumors out there, people talking about how they were, they think people, the, the, they, the mysterious they think that they, they were both, you know, murdered. Um, And then one of Courtney Love's bandmates from Hole died under, I believe it's Hole, died under suspicious circumstances in Seattle in her apartment after she had tried leaving the band uh, somewhere in the time frame of Kurt Cobain also dying. Mm-hmm. Something weird where they found her dead of a drug overdose, but she had been clean and didn't do drugs. There was some, some weird circumstance like that, but she had just quit the Courtney Love's band and was planning on moving back to her home wherever it was. I think it was Minnesota or something like that. Literally packing up to leave and then died of a drug overdose i'm just gonna do this real quick yeah this is one last one so uh, this will help me get packed quicker yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so definitely it's super strange you know super sus mm. total sus sus man but as i mean i don't know and there's a ton of the i mean there's so many of these band ones and music related ones that you could literally do a hundred episodes on them if you did them mm-hmm. individually. There's just tons of them. Yeah. Keith Moon, Vince Neil. Um, shoot, I was just thinking of one more, one more high profile one. Vince Neil needs to lay off the cheeseburgers. 
Dude, that guy looks like Jabba the Hutt. Bro. <laughs> Jabba no Baza. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. The other black metal one, uh, Varg, Vickers, Ness. Um, who was it that he killed? Um, what the fuck was that guy's name? Um, uh, he torched a number of churches in Norway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, and then his band... Ma- band Let's see, bandmate Oystein Arzeth attempted to distance himself, and then he drove to Arzeth's apartment. Argument ensued, and he stabbed him 23 times, killing him. The bassist. He was sentenced to 21 years in prison. And then he moved to France. Um, Like, he, he went pretty fucking crazy. And he had a YouTube channel for a while. He was, like, kicking. Doing, like, fucking karate and shit. And he had (laughs) his one band, Burzum. He had, like, all these, um, like, original pressings and stuff. And he was, like, getting rid of all that stuff. And his last copy, I think it was one of his YouTube subscribers or something... Varg challenged him to a an ATV race. <laughs> <laughs> We're if, racing this out yeah. on scooters. <laughs> if the guy won, he got the record or some oh some shit gosh. like that. But he like had moved to France, and then the fucking big church there burned down. Mm. Weird. Oh the the one the no, Notre, Notre Dame, Dame or Notre Dame, yeah. Oh, was that the same year? It, he had lived oh. there for a while. Oh, gotcha. It's just kind of interesting that he had that yeah, history. Yeah, because it's like 93. He had that history of burning down churches, and then that huge one gets burned down. Hmm. He looks like a likable guy. I mean, look at him. He was in um, Until the fan. Light Takes Us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Yep. when he was talking about like all the church burnings and stuff, I mean— it kind of, you could see how it made sense to him that like all the Christian churches were built on top of all the old pagan sites mm. where he was like, if Christians don't respect our, you know, history, then I don't respect them. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with witches? Burn them! <laughs> Burn them! Very, but, very small then, rocks. He, I think he also had, like burned down like some McDonald's or something like that, or that was kind of... They a messed sh- up my order. <laughs> I said super size. <laughs> it was like a thing over there where they didn't want that kind of... Trash. Corporate <laughs> shit coming into their... Cabin. We don't want this garbage <laughs> yeah. food. Get your Bill Gates chicken nuggets out of here. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, man. I mean, he, he was another guy that... Yeah. Like, really articulate and yeah that was an interesting documentary yeah i forgot about that show but yeah so rock stars that kill get involved in some weird stuff man Mm -hmm. money and drugs will do weird things to you stay off the roids dog yep just ask uh oh uh what's his name cocaine's a hell of a drug oh who's that dude which unity unity the Dave Chappelle. Oh, 
But we're not talking about Dave Chappelle. We're talking no, we're about talking about the Rick James. Rick James. Yeah. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> so. No, no, no. Yeah, I did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, cool. Guess we'll wrap this one up. You guys got anything else? No. Whoa. Brown note. Dude, you can't do that when I've got tackies up on me. <laughs> probably making everybody shit their pants right now. They're driving Tomorrow, around. Tomorrow, on the way to work. Everybody's doing it. Don't have that morning coffee. Yep. <laughs> Laxative, son. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys back next week. Hopefully, we'll have Lux from Lux Rising and the Occult Rejects on. We'll BS about some music. i got a couple more questions for him about some occult stuff and some music stuff so we'll try to work some of that in there we won't be talking about nom so it's definitely not going to be uh an episode for all of you x13 b45 8 lovers out there it's just <laughs> going to be more maga q on bullshit yep conspiracy theorists you gotta tell them it's going to be about nom then that way they'll come and listen yeah. next week's episode is going to be all about nom get some get some yep Catch you later. Cheers. Lates. Later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>